I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Wherever you may be, you're celebrating the Steelers right now and their 16-10 victory over the Cincinnati Bengals, which... uh, was not a pretty one, but it got the job done. So, uh, really, you're where you need to be right now. You're at six and five if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, and you are back to sixth place in the conference. Uh, a lot of sixes because it's your sixth win of the season. It is your you're in sixth place, and Tony Defio, my good friend, you are now being led by number six so welcome to the Steelers hangover my friends my name is Brian Anthony Davis thanks for joining me 24 hours or so after the Steelers big victory and Tony Defio welcome aboard my friend great to be here as always man great to be here as always back over the 500 mark yeah you know back over the 500 back into the into the sixth spot and I was going ahead and I was looking at everything there. And, uh, you know, I publish an article, Tony, um, every weekend it's the Steelers rooting guide. Now, um, it's, it's not exactly the easiest thing to do. Um, because you know, when you're looking at, uh, some matchups, you're like, well, should we pick this matchup? Should we pick um, should we pick this winner? I mean, like, who do you root for in some of these games? And one of those games over the last week was uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. Ex- excuse me, not the Chargers, but it's coming up this week with the Raiders and the Chiefs. Because, you know, at first glance, you're thinking, oh, yeah, you need the Raiders to lose. But if you look at it, you need the Chiefs to actually lose and get them out of the playoffs altogether. Let the Raiders go ahead and win that division with them coming up. I mean, because it's actually getting that close. Um, so there's some games like that, that, uh, you know, once again, Houston and Indy over the week, over on Thursday night, that was another one that was, that was actually uh, pretty tough to, to decide who you wanted to win, but that was one you just kind of let play out. So with that being said, um, welcome to The Hangover. And as always, you know this, if you want to help the show, there's ways to do it. And the best way to do it is click, subscribe, click like, tell your friends about it. Um, go ahead and share. Just let everybody know about this little party that we have the day after. Um, and we are hungover during it. Sometimes it's a good hangover. Sometimes it's a bad one. Someone's you know, like, I don't know how this thing's going to shake out, but I'm living. So that's a good thing. That's mm-hmm. kind of how we feel today with uh, the, the Steeler victory is great, but there's more questions than ever. And that goes to the very top of the, uh, the list. And we'll get to that, to that in just a little bit. The very top of the list is duck. Mm-hmm. Duck. Quack, quack. Mm-hmm. Guys, you wanted duck season. It is here. Duck season is here. But here's the big question. Can it last? Can it sustain until January? That's one thing we got to talk about. And uh, go ahead and look at the uh, the actual quality of, of the play in that game. Um, so there's a lot, lots of big things happening. Turkey Day is coming up. We've got a big game on Thanksgiving Day, Tony, as well. And we'll talk about that. Um, actually, well, let's talk about it right now. You know, you, know, you and I, we, we have no... Uh, we have no format. <laughs> we just like to go Off ahead and run with it. Off the cuff. So, you know what? Okay, there's three games this weekend. Chicago, Detroit. You're just uh, you're just hoping not to fall asleep during that game. Yeah. Um, then, then the big one for us is Buffalo coming off of a win against Dallas, coming off of a tough, maybe a little bit of controversial loss um, in that game to New England. Um, they are at home. That could be a very big game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So if you're a Steeler fan, you're really going to go ahead and take a peek of that one. Peek at that one. If you love football and you and you want to go ahead and watch uh, New Orleans and Atlanta in the evening and and your Thanksgiving days over, that's that's not really uh, 
that bad of a game because actually Atlanta's coming on and and New Orleans is is a fantastic team. But who what we really want to talk about, let's talk about that game just really fast. The reason you want Buffalo to lose badly, you're two games behind them. You have them coming up December 15th. And I preface this in you know, when we publish these articles, there's always some guy or some commenter that says, well, the Steelers just have to take care of their business. And like, yeah, we doesn't get it. work that way. <laughs> but always, doesn't we, always work that way. We understand. We've we've seen them take care of their business. And uh, Ryan Suckup hit a field goal all the way to the right and blow it for him. So, you know, you do got to look at other games at times. So that's something that uh, we have to do. So with Buffalo coming up on the 15th, and the Steelers hopefully taking care of business. They have New England again. They could lose some games. So uh, this game against Dallas, uh, I know it's uh, sacrilegious, especially uh, to some of the uh, the older Steeler fans from the 70s that just abhor the Dallas Cowboys. One of my buddies was sitting with me last night, and I was saying, uh, well, during the game, actually, and I said to him, I'm, I'm like, what do you think, Mike? Do you th- If you took one team from the NFC that you hate the most, who would it be? And I knew he was going to say Dallas. Because for me, I think it's Philadelphia. What about you, Tony? What do you think? Well, actually, I like the Cowboys. I always have. So I have no problem rooting for them this Thursday. I know it's going to make me sound like a jerk, but a lot of people think that about me anyway. So this week I can root for them without any guilt. So, All right. Look at this. Dennis Sheridan, 70s. What about the 50s and 60s like me? Dennis. Were you really? I know you were rooting for the Steelers, but were there any bad guys? <laughs> I mean, I mean, everyone was beating our butts. Back yeah. Then. <laughs> Did they have any rivals back then? Maybe the maybe the Actually, Browns, but they but they were laughing at us. I think. And Dennis, you don't look that old, and I'm not trying to flatter you because you already like me. But with that being said, I want to know who the who the main rivals were back in the the 50s and 60s. I guess maybe it was. Maybe that's. I don't really know who that would be, well, the but um, Dennis, Dennis. Oh yeah, I guess yeah. The Browns were the uh, the bad. That's where that rivalry uh, you know kept on going. So I, I bet you that's his answer. But Dennis, hit us back on that. I would I'd like to know about that. Um, but with that being said, so yeah, go ahead. I'll be uh, I'll be cheering on the Cowboys with no problem this week. Go um, Dak. For, go Dak. For that reason, I mean, I still don't feel as dirty as I did when I. When I rooted for the uh, the Patriots over the <laughs> over the Ravens, and every time I do that, ah, it blows up in my face. So I, I'm gonna, I'm going to be. Uh, Dallas doesn't look 75 years old. Did, did you did but, you like the Cowboys when you at all when you were a kid, or did you oh, always no. hate them? Uh, okay. Oh, I grew up in you know I grew up in Johnstown, PA. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know. Um, that's why I, so because I, I grew up you, right in the heart of Pittsburgh, and I yeah. I still like them. <laughs> I mean, I like Tony Dorsett because of uh, Pitt, um, even though, um, even though that was still he was still a cowboy. But I really had no problem with him. I uh, I always thought the uh, the Thomas Hollywood Henderson story was just absolutely amazing. You want to go ahead and read a great book? Uh, gosh, that book's probably about thirty years old now, but it's a really interesting read. Um, any book published from the seventies—I mean, not from the seventies, but about players in the seventies, like Ken Stabler's book, Bradshaw's books, um, John Madden's books—those, I mean, what those guys did in training camp, sneaking out. But Thomas Hollywood Henderson, that guy, that guy was uh, really something else, and uh, he uh, he actually overcame his demons and ended up winning the lottery about um, 18 years ago. So a really interesting story. And uh, he put a lot of that money to good, but we've gotten way off track here. (laughs) Um, Let's get back to the game. And Tony, what was your initial knee jerk reaction when that game is still zero, zero. And next thing you know, they're struggling. I I wasn't surprised at all. I mean, I, 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 it played out pretty much how I thought it would. I thought it would be a, a, an ugly offensive struggle for both teams and it would it would come down to a couple of plays and and it, it turns out that it did and, and it, it came down to the, the the duck dynasty being involved in one of them so it, it pretty much other than the quarterback change it, it it transpired the way i thought it would 
You know what? I, I got to do something here because this showed up the other day, and I know I want to listen to everything you say, but I, I just got distracted. I know I'm not supposed to get distracted. I got to bring this up. Dallas puts this up, and I saw him post this to Jeff or uh, uh, Dave the other day on one of the chats, and he's posting his field goal video to, to YouTube. Stop running from the truth. I will go anywhere, see anyone, stop running. <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm running from. And I'd love to have more clarification of that. But you know me, Dallas, you know me. Everybody on this live chat knows me, knows Tony, that we don't run from anything. I'm not sure what I'm running from here. You know. Field goal video? Like like uh, Dave Schofield? Is he challenging him him to a a duel? I mean, what does that even mean? That'd be awesome. I don't know. I mean, um, that's really interesting because I never really – kicked field goals because i dave was trying to get me to kick one that day and i was like nah, i can't i'm terrible i mean but i actually i did get some i didn't get the length but i got it in the air and i was happy um so that's uh oh it's okay <laughs> there there we go <laughs> there we go it's uh everybody's uh jumping in uh thanks to ken thanks to uh a few people it's from kaepernick's video so I did. Uh, I, I did not. I did not uh, go ahead and make that equation. Thanks, fellas. I appreciate that. That's that's actually funny. Um, mm. Yeah, we're not running from anybody. We're, uh, um, but we don't need a kicker right now either. So Dave's uh, job is safe. Actually, funny thing. I uh, I heard the other day that uh, that uh, Carly Lloyd, who the reason this whole thing started said that after the Olympics, she is actually, uh, she's actually entertaining, um, going to an NFL team, um, after the 2020 Olympics, that's, that'd be really interesting. We could, we could even pull this whole thing back out again, but, but let's, let's get back to the game. Uh, actually let's pull this up because we talked about this. Dennis said in the sixties, we hated Oakland and Houston. Why? I, well, I mean, they were, uh, they were rivals coming in from the, uh, I know in the seventies, yeah, the seventies, the late seventies, they became really good. But, but I mean, they were coming in from the AFL, so uh, that that could have been that could have been something too. Man, Houston had really cool the powder blue helmets too. That was that was really awesome. But let's let's get back to the thing at hand. So you knew Mason was going to be coming out, um, or did you? Because Jeff Hartman and I shared the same sentiment. I listened to him. He never thought they were going to do it. And me, I was thinking the same thing. I never thought they were going to pull him out. Um, I didn't know whether it was just uh, because because of stubbornness, let him play through it. But if you're watching it with me, and I'm starting to think, I'm like, okay, this just is not good. This is just getting to the point where it's not getting any better. And there's some things happening, either the concussion um he hasn't been amazing since the concussion. We we do know that. Um, it's also the fact that, uh, and Jeff mentioned this. Jeff and Lance Williams mentioned this yesterday on the post game that you know maybe it's the fact that well it's definitely between his ears, but the fact that he's just trying not to make that big mistake, right? And maybe that's what happened because um, he is not. He is playing so awful right now. And this is not as bad as he was playing pre-concussion, as far as I'm concerned. I thought he played a whole lot better, um, but maybe it's just everything. And then throwing the whole, I would be distracted with the whole Miles Garrett thing too, um, because I'm not going to really break and get into that entire thing, but uh, that accusation could really ruin somebody's career. And if you want to really listen to, uh, listen to, some of that was really waxed fantastically about it was uh, um, Sir Lancelot Williams the other night on uh, yeah I said it about that whole situation. I really uh, I really loved what he said about it. See, I'm starting to listen to the shows now. I've uh, I've been told I'm not a key uh, team player, and now I listen. But um, that's really affected him, and he even came out after the game saying again that uh, that those were completely false accusations so um anything anyways what's happening right now is the fact that you're in the third quarter he comes out laid an egg again another third and out against a team that their defense is not 
that fantastic whatsoever. And when they trucked out number six, Devlin, Duck, Dynasty Hodges, I was like, why not? Right. It can't hurt. So what were your first impressions of of Duck? Because we saw we we've seen him before. We saw him come out against Baltimore. We saw him come out against Los Angeles and play the whole game, but he wasn't sterling silver. He wasn't amazing during that game. He did enough and had some weapons and he played with Moxie. So what were your impressions, Tony? Well, I thought, you know, he was, he was who, who he's, he's been this season. He, he, he looked confident. He looked composed. He was mobile in the pocket. He had a better pocket presence as Dave Schofield said yesterday when we were texting about the game, you know, he didn't set the world on fire. Wait, but... wait, well, what? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You were texting about the game with with Dave. Uh, well, you were on you were on there too. You must have been doing your knee jerk reaction. It was, no, it was I, our... I didn't get anything. So yeah, Lance, was... Lance, and Dave and Jeff text each other. I know. Oh no, no, you were I in know there. Jeff you hates were in there. that. You were in there. I got nothing. Maybe I maybe I, I hit the wrong text. I don't know. I was trying to get trying to be clever, but maybe I I, I thought guys, I had both of you in there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm. Right. I'm what can like, I do to make it up to you? I'm the king in the Bud Light commercial. That uh, not the king, but I'm the uh, the old Bud Light knight that's just not getting to go to the party. Well, to and, make you uh, know any better, it was a mistake. Uh, I didn't mean. I, I meant nothing no. by it. No, I, don't add me now. No, I, I, I do not I want did. to be added now. No, I, I don't want to be added now. I mean, my feelings are hurt. Well, I mean, I I bet you I can get. You know what? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get during the game. I'm going to let's pull some names up here. I'm going to get uh, deal with it. I'm going to get Logan DiLorenzo, Michael Toole, Dennis Sheridan, Mr. Marcus 37, getting bent with Bo. Just the names I can see on the screen right now. If I leave you out, don't get upset. But I'm going to have my own chain, and I'm going to talk to them during the game, and not you guys, my BTSC brothers, that have just, oh, I, 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 I have never felt like that. Yes, definitely. Ken McNair Jr., I actually have his phone number. I could call him right now. And talk to him about it. But you guys, oh, you're killing me here. Uh, so <laughs> everybody right, that's gonna... right in the back. I said right in the back. <laughs> Actually, I don't want to really text it. I don't want to text you guys because I'm too busy writing that article. Right. But <laughs> so <laughs> Jab Man, this is great. Laugh out loud. No one wants to hear bad complain about the refs. <laughs> <laughs> Do I do that a lot? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I do. Well, it's hard. It's hard not to this year or any year. Actually, you would be. I I'm pretty low key. Actually, watching the games, I get excited, but I'm actually. Uh, I feel like I try to be more of a student watching the game, games, and uh, just try to absorb as much as I can because really, I watch the games differently now that I write that article during it. Um, but here's the best part about it. I get to tell the great thing about that article. I get to tell my wife and my family that, hey, I get paid to watch the games. I, I have to do this now. I mean, it's it's kind of my job. And so that gets me that gets me a free pass every Sunday. I get to write it on the calendar. I get my Steeler games. So it's uh, this is the best thing. So I, I really feel good about it. But uh, I would love to go ahead. And uh, I'd love to have a great watch party with all of you guys. That would be awesome. I mean, like, not just texting. Like, it'd be cool just to hang out with all my BTSC friends. And I would invite you, Tony. I can't believe you, Tony. Um, but l let's get back to the game because I'm, I'm really getting off track here. Um, so they bring him in. And just like that, two completions. And what happens? More yards than Mason Rudolph. The thing about him, Tony, is Duck Dynasty, Devlin Hodges, came in, and he's playing with house money. He's got nothing to lose here. Right. Because right. Here's, here's the thing. If they lose the game, 
He's just he's just your relief pitcher. All right. If they win the game, look what he's got. He's got a starting job. And I know they haven't named a starter, but come on, everybody knows that he's the, you're not going to go ahead, especially against uh, Cleveland. You're not going to put Mason back in that situation right away. And right. Uh, so here's the thing for the organization. There may I was thinking about this even last week. I was thinking, you know, why not bring him in at this point? Because you have nothing to lose. You either one, he does well, goes crazy, and uh, he leads you towards the playoffs, or two, he's everything that we thought he was. Um, he not ready for prime time, and you're like, hey, we gave it a shot. So um, that's pretty much what's going to happen here. But the the third thing now too is uh, you're keeping Mason Rudolph out of that Cleveland game too. So the big thing is this is a huge audition right now for Devlin Hodges. Okay. So he gets an opportunity, Tony, to go ahead and uh, win the job. This is, this is the big, this is preseason game. Number three for Devlin Hodges is what it is. He could win the game for the, re- win the job for the rest of the season. And we're going to know who really has the job barring injury. If he goes ahead and starts in Arizona in week 14. So that's really what we're we're looking at here. Um, plenty of folks. We've got 123 in the live chat, Tony, right now. Um, why don't you tell them, do me a favor, tell our friends what they want to do if they want to go ahead and ask a question in super chat form and exactly what they need to do. They need to donate money, right? Is that is that how it works? Yeah, you have that little... You have that little uh, um, dollar sign down at the bottom, and if you want to go ahead to get to the top of the line, See, you I don't can have go that. Ahead. So, well, no, I don't either right now. But I actually, I did it actually during uh, the game yesterday, and um, it's something that's actually happening right now where where uh, YouTube's giving out um, free live chats if you've done it so many times. I'm like, I'll do it, and then I had to pay for it. So. <laughs> But anyways, so if you do want to go get to the top of the queue, that'd be fantastic. Um, that's how we get contests and uh, do stuff like a jersey give giveaways and t-shirt give, giveaways and uh, the David DeCastro signed ball and stuff like that. So feel free to go ahead. And if you do want to go ahead and support the show that way, you can. But remember, subscribe and like to our YouTube channel is the big way to go ahead and do it. So the big question here right now, Tony. Let me preface this with five for 11, all right? Doug Hodges was five for 11. He led them to a win, and we know it's it, it was a 2 a.m. type win, but can he sustain this? Can duck season go all the way to January? What are your thoughts? Honestly, I, I, don't, I don't know at this point. I think when you have two young, inexperienced, unproven guys like this, I think it's a week-to-week thing. Quite honestly, I mean, he did okay in, in, in L.A. against the Chargers, but, you know, he, it was more like a game manager thing. He, he did a lot of dump offs to, to the running backs. You know, t- James Conner had a nice game and, and Benny Snell that day. So but what I think, what you're going to see, just like any other position with two young guys, you're going to see a week-to-week thing. You know, if, if uh, Doc Hodges comes in there next week and, and, and has a decent game, then he, he has to be your starter the following week. But if he struggles – even even if they win, I think you have to keep reevaluating the, posi- the position each and every week. And by the way, this does not write off Mason Rudolph forever. I think I know a lot of people want to do that already. They want to say, "Oh, we watched him for nine games. That's it. He he, he doesn't have what it takes to play the uh, toughest position in uh, team sports. So we're done with him." No, it doesn't, we're not saying that at all. What we're saying is to win this game this week. I think Devlin Hodges is the best uh, answer. He's he's the the, the the guy you have to put in there uh, to try to win this game. It's a big game. This is a critical game for them. So you don't want Mason Rudolph in there after everything that's happened, all the distractions. He, he's going to be asked about that all week. And you don't want your young struggling quarterback to have to deal with that and get rid and, and get ready for a game against your uh, AFC North rival. So can he sustain it to the end of the year? I don't know, but I think he's definitely meaning Devlin Hodges. He is the answer for this week. He's your best chance to win. Yeah, I, I really think he is. Um, I'm going to bring this up quick, just to bring this up here. 
Uh, Steel58, that's his comment. St Steelers, bring Cap in for a workout, please. Um, hey, if you want to listen to a fantastic... Uh, that question was on the uh, post game yesterday. Go back and listen to that show. I love how Jeff and Lance went ahead and uh, talked about that. Talked about uh, where... where uh, how he would help and would not help the team at this point. Um, that's all I'm really going to say about it. Um, but if you really want to go ahead and listen to that, check that show out yesterday. If you didn't hear it, it was a great show. And I really liked the way they, uh, they talked about the whole uh, cap situation. Cause you know, Hey, that's out there. Um, Snowman asked, do you think the Steelers will make a change at left tackle? Because Big Al has been playing like small not a, Al. Not have been his Gosh. best year. Not been a good year for him. You know what? Here's here's what I'm hoping here. And I'm hoping that he's just having a Boswell year. Um, but we've seen some signs of brilliance out of him this year. But, man, it's been a rough season for Big Al. Um, I just really, at this point, I think you need to go ahead and ride with him. And the reason you need to go ahead and ride with this guy, Snowman, is just for the fact that who else are you putting at left tackle right now? Um, Shooks. Shooks was – here's the thing about Shooks. Why didn't you see Shooks yesterday? He was yeah. on the inactive list. Good point. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're seeing – nothing out of him right now and uh he's definitely on the inactive list so you know i really don't think that there's a good alternative right now um because here's the thing with zach banner anybody could see zach banner but zach banner when they when they needed another right tackle it was chooks because zach has his own position um and i don't even know if that's working anymore and if you want to hear someone that that really, uh, it sticks in the craw of Dave Schofield. The fact that they uh, they basically advertise what they're doing when they go ahead and bring this guy in. Um, At least they they passed it yesterday for a change. So I guess they were trying to mix it up. Yeah, I, I'd like to see them do that more. If Duck shows more than Mason the next five games, should Steelers consider shopping Mason for picks? Given how little picks Steelers have. You know what? I'm going to say yes, Tony. Um, the reason being because you expect to go ahead and have Ben Roethlisberger next back next year, even though you don't know, um, you don't really, you can't really see the crystal ball. But I mean, I still have that gut feeling that he's playing next year. Um, but the thing about it, if yeah, if he shows enough, yeah, he could be the number two, and you go ahead and uh, pull the plug on the experiment. I mean. That's not the craziest thing in the world, Tony. What do you think? I, I wouldn't do it. I mean, I think I think I'm still I, I still want to want to give him another year or two to to, to prove that he can he, he has the ability to, to even be the number one, for, let alone number two. I don't know if if he has that ability, but I you know I think you have to give him more than than eight or nine games. And 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 how much are you going to get for him anyway if you shop him for picks? Maybe a seventh round pick is that really going to help them at all? Well, you I, got I, you got a fifth out of Josh Dobbs. Yeah, I know, but but the but the the arrow is pointing down for him right now. You know, public opinion, everything for 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 uh, uh, Mason Rudolph. I mean, maybe if he, even a fifth. What do you, what, what's that going to? What's more valuable? Finding out if if some guy on your roster can be the heir apparent to your franchise quarterback or a fifth round pick. I think it's worth finding out about Mason Rudolph for one more year anyway. I you know what? Um, that's not a bad problem to have, and we're going to worry about it then. But I mean, I hope that's a problem that you have the fact that you still have, and I, I get what you're saying. Um, but you know, that's a great problem. If you end up having, uh, doc finish the year, well, getting him to the playoffs and maybe he could be your number two, and then you have maybe trade bait, or you have a chance to go ahead and give Mason the opportunity to, uh, win his job back. And, uh, because really, this is a rookie year. I know it's not his rookie year, but didn't play a game last year. So, you know, that's that's uh, that's all I can say about that. But I'm actually going to bring this up because this never happens. Someone's saying the words, I agree with Tony. Um, I don't mm -hmm. think they'd get anything for Rudolph, maybe a fifth or sixth. I agree with Tony. Rudolph's upside is worth more than a crappy late pick. You know what? 
I can't disagree with that. Um, so there you go. Um, but Steel 58. <laughs> He's going to give us a warm six-pack of old Milwaukee <laughs> for Rudolph. Well, you know what? I, here, I'm just going to say it, say this. This is Welcome to the 80s. Welcome to what we, Brian and I had to deal with growing up as kids. For those of you who are, who too, are, are too young to remember what life was like before Big Ben, you're going to be seeing a lot of this. Maybe two weeks from now, trade Devlin Hodges for a six for a, a six pack. That's just how it is now. You have you have all these unproven quarterbacks, and you're trying to you're trying to uh, find out if they can provide a spark. And the chances are probably not because it, you're not going to you're not going to replace a, a Hall of Fame quarterback with with with, uh, with a third round pick or a a a, a undrafted free agent out from Stanford. It's just not going to happen. So get used to it. This is what this is what we're going to have uh, from from now on. Once Big Ben retires. Okay, I'm going to throw out some names. Mike Krusik. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay. Mark Malone. Scott Campbell. Do you remember Scott Campbell? I do. And he was he was Duck Hodges back then. Put he, him in, see what he can do. He was actually he was an actual draft pick, but you had like twelve thousand draft picks back right, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um actually twelve rounds, but um he was from Purdue. Um Rick Strom is another one that comes off the head. Walter Bubby Brister, mm-hmm. one of my all-time favorites. Another very fun number six. Um, David Woodley, who was in the Super Bowl, actually, uh, two years before coming over to the Steelers. Uh, tragic story. He uh, he drank himself into the grave. Um, yep. That was very tragic. Um, he was a good quarterback at one time. He lost his job to Dan Marino. Um, which, right. which a lot of people would have lost yeah, their no, jobs. No shame in that. Um, so, and I, if I said, if I didn't say Mark Malone, you know it. <laughs> you, right, right, right. Todd right. Oh, Blackledge. Yeah. Todd There's Blackledge. Another one. He was a top 10 pick, by the way. And he, he uh, didn't really amount to much. Not for, not for the Steelers, but for whoever picked him initially. The Kansas City Chiefs had, yeah, Chiefs. had him. We also had uh, Mike Tomzak. We had Kent Graham in there. Of course, Cordell Stewart. Neil O'Donnell, Jim Miller, right, was another one. I mean, so I'm I'm throwing some names out there. Um, you know, and and Neil O'Donnell was actually really really good. And if you can get either one of these guys to be the next Neil O'Donnell, you're doing yourself a a great service because the odds of even that happening are pretty long. I know I went off on that a couple of weeks ago. I thought Neil O'Donnell, I mean, look at his stats. Neil O'Donnell was a very good quarterback. Um, he just, his last game here uh, broke right. a lot of hearts right. and just now he's uh, now he's the devil in Pittsburgh, which uh, um, Neil O'Donnell was um, played really well. Uh, Reginald Rivers brings up Tommy Maddox. I love Tommy Gunn. I ever tell you that I met Tommy Gunn in the airport the year after that. I mean, um, in t- early 2003. So, and what was really cool about it was uh, this, I mean, this is not too far after September 11th. And I was on a business trip with a couple of buddies and we were wearing, uh, we were in business suits and my buddy nudges me. He's like, Hey, look over at, uh, and we're going through TSA. And so we're, they're checking they're checking our bags. They're, they're, this is when they first made you take off your shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're taking our shoes off. He, he said, look over there. It's Tommy Maddox. And it was May. So you knew he was coming in for minicamp and meetings. And he was wearing golf sh- a golf shirt uh, and shorts. And uh, he's like, hey, should we go over and talk to him? I'm like, let's not bug the guy. Mm-hmm. And I, he said, oh, man. I said, I tell you what. So we got through and he got through right at the same time, but he was about, and this was in Pittsburgh. This was about, uh, we were about two or three, uh, rows apart. And so I just yelled over to him. I'm like, uh, Hey Tommy, we love you here in Pittsburgh. And I kept walking. He made a beeline to us. 
he he just made the, he didn't really run, but he came straight over to us, and he's like, "Hey guys, where you got, where you from?" And I said, "Well, you know, right now uh, I'm a Johnstown kid, but I uh, I'm living in uh, Clarksburg, West Virginia right now, and uh, my other buddies, and we didn't ask him for autographs or anything like that. We just wanted he he shook our hand. That's pretty cool." And, and that that was just awesome. And this was after his big season, and um, so it was it was just really cool. And I'll never forget that. So, um, I used to send out eight by tens to Steelers, and I got a lot back over the years. And big names I got back over the years too. Some I didn't, um, but I sent one to him, and I wrote a note to him, and I mentioned that experience, and uh, he sent me a cool autograph back with uh, not a paragraph, but like a couple lines. And it was really <laughs> cool. Uh, I, I always, uh, I have a soft spot in my heart for that 2002 season. Me too. And, and I, Tommy I Gunn. Season. Yeah. And there was a lot going on in my life at that time. And Tommy Maddox, you can say what you want about him, but that season kind of took me out of a little bit of a funk. And isn't that what sports is all about? Stuff like that. That's, that's, that's what, those are the memories. That's, thank you for saying that, Tony. Yeah, it it really is. That's, that's really what it's all about. Um, So like getting back to what you said though, Tony, before we, I, I'm the king of tangents. Sorry. Um, No, no, I'm the king of tangents. I go off. Um, So the thing about it, you really sparked me when you said, look, we're spoiled and we know we're spoiled. And, and because not many teams can talk about two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Are the Patriots talking about two Hall of Fame quarterbacks? No. I mean, if you want to wax poetically about uh, uh, Steve Grogan, who's not a Hall of Fame quarterback, Drew or uh, was pretty good. Yeah, but but not he, Hall of Fame. He didn't give you the ring. He didn't, you know. Right. Um, so, I mean, we could talk about how great uh, uh, Mr. Third and Fifth AB was, but here's the thing. Didn't give him, didn't give you the ring, right? Um, so that's what I'm saying. We, uh, you're absolutely right. There's going to be some down seasons. Um, you're not going to be like the Colts and go ahead and and have that one bad season and pick Andrew Luck. But Andrew right. Luck didn't give them a ring either, right? But that's that's still a. Uh, I still I don't think Andrew Luck would have given him a ring them a ring if he didn't retire and if he right. stayed with it and he was okay to do it. I just don't think that would have happened. I thought he was a good quarterback. Um, I just don't think that he was going to lead them to the promised land, but that's just my opinion. Um, but with that being said, right now, what are we hoping for? We're hoping for a healthy quarterback in his 17th season. Right. That's really what we're hoping for at this point and go back to the drawing board and find somebody. But you, at, go ahead. No, I mean, you could still have a, a pretty satisfying season. I mean, we're not we're not expecting either one of these guys to, to go out there and be a Hall of Fame uh, quarterback or play at that level. But, you know, if you can find if one of them, you know, can can just be efficient and, and, and play within himself and, and, and play within the offense. And and let the defense do its thing and carry the team, then it could still be a very satisfying um, season. We have to also realize that the the skill set players are just so um, compromised right now. I mean, we're, we're we're talking about guys that were on other teams' practice squads that that contributed yesterday. That's a that's a reality. So you know, all the way around, this offense is compromised. So you know, the, the, even if either e, the, like either Mason Rudolph or Devin Hodges could be a, a great quarterback, but we might not even find that out this year because the offense has been so compromised. Okay. I want to, I would, I want to touch on what you just said. Um, we're talking about guys that were on practice squads elsewhere. And we're talking about Kareth white, good performance from him. Um, talking about Dion Kane. Wow. I'm excited about Dion Kane, but when it comes down to it, they were still on practice squads at the beginning of the year. Um, so not ready for prime time. But guess who wasn't on a practice squad? And that uh, that person was uh, Duck Dynasty. Right. I mean, he was not good enough to be on someone's practice squad. Um, but he's good enough to have a uh, – uh, he's got a 1-0 and record in the NFL. And um, 
that's that's a pretty big deal. So right. um, we're gonna see. This is a huge game this week, and oh, don't let anybody uh, kid you it's because enormous. And not only, and people don't realize this. And we were talking about the standings earlier. Here's the other thing: What's Cleveland's record right now? Five and six. Five and six, and the Steelers are six and five. You lose that game, you're out. You're done. Right at this point, you're uh, really you're not you're, done. But you're really, of, yeah, you're really on on life support. Yeah, because you're not only sure you're tied with them, but you just lost the tiebreaker, and there's no getting the tiebreaker back. You have a better chance of getting the tiebreaker back from the Ravens, right? Than you do the Browns. Um, you know, I know they're not gonna they're not gonna cut the gap with the Ravens. They could. I mean, the next two weeks, they have the Rams and 49ers. Mm -hmm. um, I don't expect them to lose both of those games. In fact, right. I think at worst, they're going to be one-on-one one if they don't right. win them both. Um, but so I want to bring this up. Dennis Sheridan asked, I do not, says, I do not see a path for us winning Sunday. Tony, how do they win Sunday? It's simple. I mean, it, st it starts up front with with Big Al and Matt Matt Filer and Ramon Foster. Th th those guys were struggling against the. Uh, I, don't, I don't think Foster played, but but the left the, the tackles were definitely struggling, and it's going to help that Miles Garrett's not in there for for Big Al. So it starts up front. You got to get a, a big player too from the offense. That's pretty much all you're going to get. I I don't see this offense being able to sustain drives. So you get a big big player too, like you did yesterday, and then you rely on the defense. And special teams. That's how you win this game. Let's let's remember, uh, as good as as much as the Browns dominated the Steelers two weeks ago or a week and a half ago, they still only scored two legit touchdowns he heading uh, into the last five minutes of the game before Mason Rudolph threw that that pick down at the uh, four yard line. So, uh, if the defense can just uh, hold them to 10, 14, 17 points, maybe you do enough on offense to score. 14, 17, 20 points, and you win the game. So it can happen as long as as long as the defense keeps bringing it like it has been. That's that's very true. Um, six is the new two. I like that. Um, but I was bringing this up. Kurt Warner was not good enough for 32 GMs as well. Uh, you know, I, I can't argue with that as well. Um, so, I mean, I'm, look, I want... I wanted Mason Rudolph to be the guy. I yeah. want I want uh, Devlin Hodges to be the guy, and I'm I'm rooting for both of them. Um, is it, that move that move had to be made? Yeah, yesterday, right. and um, we'll see whether they even expect it to be a long term move. Because, like I said, if he if he plays awful against the Browns you're probably going to see Mason back in, right. uh, in Arizona. But the big thing about it is you just, you also, I think they want to keep them away from the Cleveland game. And because they're noticing that people that, uh, that there's a lot in Mason's head right now. Right. That's a, that's so. a, he has a lot to deal with for a young, a young guy like that, trying to become a, trying to make it as a starting quarterback in his first season as a starter they have to deal with all that too you know so many people out there hating him for no reason that's a lot to deal with so you know it's it's best if mike tomlin keeps him out of that game and 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 puts in duck hodges who has that aw shucks kind of demeanor you know that little swagger that maybe can get him through a game or two or maybe more than that we'll see so here's here's an answer um Andres Ross A asks, and I don't know the answer to this because I really wasn't paying attention to that game. Who replaced Miles Garrett? Um, who is that? That's that's a good question. That's uh, something I should have been more prepared to know. So if somebody knows that, um, yeah, and, I don't know. And another thing that that I was thinking of when we were talking about all of that, look, uh, you were mentioning how bad Cleveland was against Pittsburgh. They were really bad too. Um, any team could have beaten them that day, but the one thing that they got out of it, they got even more of an us against the world mentality now. And that showed against Cleveland. They destroyed, excuse me, against Miami. They destroyed Miami. However, um, we'll see what happens when these teams, this is going to be, I, I hate to, um, break out the old, uh, I'm not even going to give credit to, uh, 
um, Jim Ross, because it's actually not Jim Ross's line. I'm going to give credit to Paul McGuire. He used slobber knocker first, and this mm-hmm. is going to be uh, an absolute slobber knocker. Um, but you mentioned some guys earlier, Tony. I really liked what Dion Kane can do. I like what Kareth White can do. And I would actually consider keeping them in there um, along with Benny Snell. I would, this is, this is uh, what I think is I was asking you, what will it take to beat Cleveland? Um, I think it, it takes going ahead and bringing back, not bringing back, but uh, hopefully having a healthy James Connor and a healthy Juju Smith-Schuster and then them being the leaders that they're supposed to be and right. strap the teams onto their back. And that's, uh, that's really what they can do with a guy like Doc Hodges in there too. If you, the formula was a lot of passes in the backfield against Los Angeles chargers mm-hmm. um, that worked quite a bit and it helped open some things up. So we need to see a four. I mean, I don't know who all is going to be in at running back, but I'd love to see the speed of Kareth White in there more. I'd like to see what he can get. I mean, Willie Parker was in that same type of situation at one time. Um, so I'd like to see what he could do and see if he is for real because we've seen it happen. Um, so, I mean, but I want to see Jalen Samuels as a uh, third down back or as a backfield option. I'd really like to see James Conner back, and I would assume that I kind of think he's going to be back this week. Um, that would be huge. Uh, Andres Ross A says we will win if we have Juju and Conner back. I I think uh, it'd be really good to have those guys back in there. But I love this. Mateo Cecilia, um, put Jalen in slot and have him play more receiver. That'll be another weapon. Hey, we've seen him do that before. He could do that. Swiss Army knife. He's he's very versatile. Probably the most most versatile guy they have on offense. So that could be a, an answer to to uh, finding some mismatches down. You know, with the linebackers and, and safeties. The Fortiel Music Group says, "Man, bad if he can catch with those burners." Oh my <laughs> gosh! If if Kareth White can catch the ball, I mean, and we haven't really seen it. I mean, I don't know, but if he can catch out of the backfield. Wow, he will be. I mean, he could be something there. And Deion Kane, I want to look. There's no reason not to keep Deion Kane around because who are your wide receivers? It's Juju, it's Deontay Johnson, and it's James Washington. Who I thought, De- I thought both of them. I thought Deontay had a really good game yesterday. I thought mm-hmm. James Washington had had very a good very game. good game. Uh, they the stiff arm. Let's see if I can see oh. my camera there. That was uh that was that's not quite Vanimal, who has completely disappeared. Um, that's not quite Vance McDonald from week three in 2018, but that was a pretty good stiff arm. And BW Webb just just like toppled. <laughs> yeah, like, Van, it was Vanimal Light. Vanimal Light. <laughs> so I mean, there's so many things that need to happen in this game. Um this this is somebody mentioned in the live chat. I'm not sure who it was, but mentioned they need a signature game. The defense is giving you everything they can. I looked at the uh, defensive standings. They're number two in sacks. They're the number five points per game defense in the National Football League. We didn't dream about that in week three. We didn't even dream about that. No, they couldn't hold leads back then. Yeah, no, I mean that's so. If you could erase. Week one, two, and three, you just, they're probably the number one defense in the league. Maybe, maybe, uh, New England. I mean, New England's just not giving up any points, but right. you take, you get rid of those first three games. It's, it's just, it would be amazing. This defense has found themselves, found themselves. Oh, yeah. And it saved the season, it saved their season. Without oh, yeah. a doubt. Yeah. And it, it goes, and we could, we're talking a bunch about Minka. And I got a, I got my jersey. It showed up the other day, so I'm really happy about that. This is not an old Willie Parker jersey, I promise. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, uh, we're talking about Minka, but the the guy that doesn't get credit, and I think I brought it up a few times, Vince Williams. When Vince Williams came back, you know what happened? They started stopping the run. Right. They weren't stopping the run against San Francisco. 
But when when Vinny Vinny Vici came back against the Baltimore Ravens, they uh they stopped the Ravens run better than anybody has this year. Yeah, yeah, I think I think at this point Mark Barron's kind of a liability. I I, I think you see it every game except for his old team, the Rams. He, yeah, he's, but he had a nice sack. He had a brutal sack yesterday. It was a, it was nice. Yeah, he's not the guy. And I uh, mean, in, in pass coverage, I should say he, he's a liability in pass coverage, which he was brought here for. But I, but he struggled with that last year. I guess that's one of the reasons why they didn't bring him back. But that's where he's really a liability is a, a, in uh, in pass coverage. <laughs> uh, I'll bring this up. Not an old Willie Parker jersey, just a cheap Chinese jersey. It's a that's a swoosh. I see. I mean, but. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> at least spell it. At least spell it with the I E. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe maybe that's why. Maybe that's why it's a knockoff. Maybe it is spelled with the Y. I don't know. I haven't seen the back of it yet. So now here's the big question to you. Um, let's bring this up first. This will lead into my question. Um, Bad and Tony from Dante Harris. Can we just say it? Duck is a better quarterback than Mason. I feel like that's where we are and what the narrative should be. What are you basing that on, though? Because he didn't he, he didn't set the world on fire against the Chargers. He played he played decent, but like you said, so did Mason Rudolph up until, up until the concussion. So what are we basing it on as far as Doc? Yeah, I don't think he's a better quarterback yet. I think he's a more poised quarterback at this right. point. Right. He's got nothing to lose. He's got Moxie. He's got Swagger, and he's he's going to uh, he's the fit right now. He's he's the guy that that they definitely need right now to he's step up. Option. And if he can, he's the best option for right. week twelve, which was yesterday, and week thirteen, which is coming up. So, um, you know, yeah, Mason had a seventy-six yard TD. Also, I I get it, and we, I mean, we could go back back and forth, and we are forgetting that uh, five for eleven. I mean, he wasn't pretty in that game, right? But he got the job done. So, and I'm Dennis Sheridan. I like this. So I'm I'm going to bring this up. He's decisive. Mason is indecisive. I don't think Mason was as indecisive. BC before concussion. Right. Right. Um, and not only that. And I've complained about the the coach's handling, Randy Feetner's handling of him. Um, it's almost like. I, I feel like he's doing everything he can to please this guy. And it's like, I, I picture him just walking past him in the hallway hmm. and uh Feetner walking past Rudolph. I'm sure that hasn't happened, but I mean, th that's just what I picture. It's just like, cause he's Ben's guy and guys, uh, Ben is his guy. So that's just what I picture in my head, but I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. All I know is that, and Andres Ross can say it here. Duck trucked a DB yesterday, and that was epic. That, yeah, he that was, has that was got legendary. guts. He is a fighter. Mm -hmm. And um, so, and for TL Music Group, I'm I'm not going to read this whole thing. Well, I guess I can for uh, I should for anybody that is listening and not watching. Bad, I'm no coach, but Mason just doesn't have it, man. He doesn't even have Tom Brady's six-round pick motor. We should lick our wounds. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for that. And um, I understand that. I'm I'm hoping that this is the move that does it, and I'm hoping Duck is this guy. But the question and the name of the show, the title of the show is, can Duck Dynasty, excuse me, Duck Season last all the way into January? And that's the question we've got to ask ourselves. So I'm going to ask you in the live chat. I just want yeses or noes. Let's see. Let's see what we get. Can it last? Can they go to the playoffs with this guy? And that's the question. So uh, that's what I'm going to ask from you. Yes or no? Can it extend all the way to January? 4TL says yes. Um, Tony, can it sustain? I'm just I I I I can't I can't say yes at this point because I I just don't I just don't this offense is just so so anemic right now I'm just gonna say for now I'm just gonna say no show show me next week and then and then we'll we'll get back to it uh, I'm not I'm not letting you do that no because here's the question 
I mean, and well, so you're not on the preview, so I can ask you. I won't make my pick. What's your pick that? Excuse me for this game. Who are you picking in this game? I'm going to pick another uh, ugly game, and I'm going to say Steelers by a field goal. Okay, seventeen fourteen. So if that if that's the if that's your pick, that means that he's good enough to beat a surging Browns team. And and uh, with that being a tough game, with the schedule coming up, with the Bills, who I don't believe in, um, right. with with the Cardinals, then the Jets. Um, I'm missing. Uh, um, I'm out of order there, and and the Ravens to end the season, and which you might be looking at Trace McSorley in that Ravens game, right? You know, or Robert Griffin the third, or something like that. Um, so, you know, I'm right now. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say that he's the best option. I'm hoping. So I'm going to say. I'm going to say that he can win this weekend. And right now in November, in late November of 2019, he is the best bet. Now in training camp, let him battle. And you, and you might see a different guy. You might see a guy, you might see a Chris Boswell type situation too, where you're like, you challenged me. All right, I'm going to show uh, all bets are off. I'm going to show you that I'm the guy. And no one's complaining about Boswell. No one's complaining about Barry. Um, so there, there are some tough games coming up too. Even though the records aren't great, because Four TL says I think the trap game for the Steelers are the Cards. There, there are no trap games for the Steelers anymore. They, they, their offense isn't good enough for them to have trap games. They're not supposed to beat anybody at this point. I think every game is going to be a struggle, and that doesn't mean they can't win these games. They can win, but they're not. They're not. They're just so deficient on offense. And their defense is so dominant, you just have to hope that each game unfolds the way yesterday's did and the way the Rams and the Colts and all those kind of games. So there's no trap games from them anymore. Not this year. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up here, Tony. Um, what are your final thoughts? I'm fired up. This, this is one of the most fired up I've been all season, I think. I'm, I'm just really excited. I'm just, this has been so much fun for me to watch this team this year uh, do what it's been doing with all the problems it's had. And I can't wait. This is this game against the Browns coming up. This is the biggest game between them two. You, you mentioned Tommy Maddox since that wild card game. This is going to be so much fun. And hopefully it just stays fun. It doesn't get into the ugly realm because we don't need that. I'm just looking forward to this Sunday and happy Thanksgiving. You mentioned that Browns game. That just made me smile. I mean, that was just natural. I just smiled when you said that because, wow, was that. I watched that not too long ago um, when I was doing uh, – when because uh, Mc, McMillan and Wife puts mm-hmm. all those old games, McMillanandWife.com. Oh, it's amazing. And I, I was doing that series, Throwback Thursday, and I would do an in-depth recap of the game. Mm-hmm. And I, I watched that game, and I was like, oh, wow, that was something. Like oh. snow at the end. That was a crazy, crazy game, one of my favorites of all time. Um, I believe 36 to 33 was the mm-hmm. – the mm-hmm. final, um, Chris Fuamatu Mal. Oh. Um, I, yeah. I collapsed oh. on the ground for like a minute. I was so I was so exhausted after that game. It was so much fun. Of course, they won. That's what made it fun at the end. But but that was just such a, a treat. And you know what? I had a guy. I, I was at what I was living in West Virginia at the time, and I would go to uh, one of my good friends, Tom Regan, great. Steeler fan. I'm going to go ahead and name drop him. And uh, we would go to his house all the time for the games. He wasn't there that day because he was actually at the game. But this was the guy. He wouldn't tell you. He would not tell you if he wasn't going to be at the house because he didn't want you to not show up. <laughs> so, I mean, you knew you can get in. We'd go in at the time and we'd watch the game. And we had a buddy from Cleveland that big Browns fan. And he was, uh, <laughs> he called with about, 60 seconds left to brag and we're like yeah thank you and i just got on the phone i'm like thank you 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 just did it for us uh, you, you sealed the win and because uh, you never celebrate until uh, there's zeros on the clock and and, you, and and it was so surreal because even when heinz ward scored the the the, the touchdown that made it close the stadium was like mm, i don't know and then <laughs> What's his name for the Browns drop that uh, would be, it would have picked up a first down that, that pass on third down. And then everybody just knew, you just knew they were going to do it. Then you just knew they were going to score a touchdown. That's <laughs> the, 
Definitely. Um, well, so I want everybody to have a happy Thanksgiving. But before I do that, I want to bring something up near and dear to my heart. And I know uh, NAP 1963 is uh, is from the Johnstown area, and we have other people from the Johnstown area. I've got to bring up my Richland Rams hmm. from Johnstown, Pennsylvania, Coach Brandon Bailey. And that team, they're in the semifinals. And they had a big win the other day in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, which I had a chance to go to, and I did not make it. Um, that was actually close enough to me, but uh, never in my uh, wildest dreams would I ever think that my team would be this close again, and they are. Um, they weren't back in my days, so go Rams. And anybody in the Johnstown area, anybody from Richland, class of 89, and just like go Richland, I would love to see them this weekend get a ticket to the final, and I will talk. I will talk about them like crazy because I love my Richland Rams, blue and red. Let's go Rams! So, with that being mm. said, another let's go Rams because Monday Night Football tonight. If you're watching this on Monday, the Los Angeles Rams, Baltimore Ravens. Let's go Rams! <laughs> Woo! Let's go Rams. Okay, with that being said, we still have Here We Go Steelers on our mind. A big game coming up next week. We'll talk about that more on the Steelers preview, which is actually going to be on Friday this week. But don't forget standard is the standard. Don't forget the burning question. Don't forget Dave Schofield on StatGeek. Please don't forget any of them. This is our Steeler community. We love having you around. And uh, if you want to keep us around, all you have to do is hit like, subscribe. It's free to do so. Just be a part of our Steeler family. I love you guys. Tony, happy Thanksgiving. My BTSC Steeler family, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the turkey. Don't have too much tryptophan because that's a big game at uh, 4.30, I believe. And let's go Bills. At the, uh, excuse me. Let's go Cowboys oh, at sorry. that point, too. So uh, with that being said, my friends, the Steelers won 16-10 to 10 yesterday. They are 6-5 and five in sixth place. And you, my friends, have just been, Tony, say it with me, hung, hung over. over. Good night.